Hello, Warriors. How are you guys doing this evening? This is Latrice Carter with Horror Movie Warriors. And tonight, guys, tonight uh, I have a great guest list on. Uh, Allison Stone Whale is here, Richard Moylan is here, and Mick Mack is here. Say hey, guys. Hello. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey. Well, guys, uh, t- tonight we're going to be talking about. Smile. Smile. <laughs> With um Sosie Bacon and Jesse Usher. And I have a confession to make you guys, okay? Now I I saw Smile uh last year. And I, I and I said to myself, I said, Oh, I'm gonna put it on my 2023 schedule. Watch the movie. I, I think I watched it twice last year. And then when I watched the movie, um, you know, this week, yesterday, yesterday is when I, it finally clicked that Sosie Bacon is Kevin Bacon's daughter. Yep. Yep. Kevin Bacon and Kira Sidgwick. And now yep. that I know that, like I said, said, I didn't, I didn't know it until yesterday. I was yesterday years old when it clicked. Because, because, you know, uh, Brian was telling me how people were thinking that she was Jim Carrey's daughter. Because she said that a lot of people on TikTok say that, that she looks like Jim Carrey. But now that I know that she is Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick's daughter, she looks like Kira. She don't really look like Kevin. Well, in some parts she does. Because um, Brian said that there was one part of the movie where... He, and he was like, oh, yeah, that's Kevin right there. That's, that, she's making the same face Kevin Bacon will make. But to me, she looks just like her mother. Mm-hmm. Kira. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Looks just like Kira. So, yeah. but yeah. I, so I, was, looking at, uh, I was looking at IMDb trivia after I watched it last night, and I, and I saw the little blurb where uh, it's uh, Kevin and Kyra's. Mm-hmm. So you were yesterday years old too when you discovered it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't feel so bad now. Because <laughs> I went like, oh, duh, clearly. Right, right. Now that I know, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, she does. Look. I mean, they're like Bryant. Oh, excuse me, guys. Like Bryant said, you know, there's some uh, parts where she does look like Kevin, but for the most part, she looks like her mother. <laughs> She looks just like Kira, but yeah, uh, I was uh, so that's my little confession that I did not know that that was uh, <laughs> their daughter. But uh, but other than that, from um, b- besides that little thing, I really liked Smile. I thought Smile was I thought it was very clever. I thought that um, it um, handled the mental health uh, thing very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the mental health discussion, I should say. Yeah. And uh, I think it kind of did its job with uh, getting people to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I know a lot of people thought that it was creepy, and I'm one of them. I thought it was very creepy. I thought it was... um. Uh, it was scary and creepy and kind of confusing too. 
And I think that's what the movie was going for. I think the movie was going for it to be scary, creepy, and confusing. Just like it would be if you were losing your mind. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, uh, what do you guys think? Richard, I'll go to you because you you, um, are just, you're kind of new to Smile. You just watched it when? Yesterday. Yeah, I just watched it for the first time last night. Yeah, so uh, what do you think about it? I liked it a lot. Um, I, uh, somebody, I was talking to somebody earlier today about it. She hadn't seen it yet. And I, I said it was, you know, it was good. It was creepy. I gave it, I give it an eight out of 10. Mm-hmm. A couple of parts here and there, uh, you know, like, like you said, you know, it was confusing. Uh, and then the, the, the jump scares kind of disappeared in the last half hour, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but You've got, I'm, I'm just thinking about it earlier today and it is the creepiest movie I've seen in, I don't know how long. The first movie I can think of is going all the way back to Pet Cemetery. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then maybe, maybe The Ring. The Ring messed me up bad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. it, it, It was jump scares. Uh, the funky camera angles and the wonky music and uh, the sound distortion. Like when there's scenes where Rose was in her own little world and you could hear people talking, but it was kind of distorted. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. like, like almost like you were in her head. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, she comes back and there's the, you know, everything that you hear normally. Yeah. Again, I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I agree. And uh, Mick, how do you feel about um, Smile? I I agree with a lot of what Richard said. It was really creepy. I I really got sucked into the marketing behind it. Mm. Because when this movie was about to come out, they had people... I mean, they had people at different sporting events, different public appearances, mm-hmm. just photo bombing in the background, standing right. perfectly still with this big smile on their face. I mean, like I Richard like, did at the start of the podcast, Allison, you missed it. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm like, hi, Richard. <laughs> yeah, he had your choice. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. I watched it in the theater opening weekend. It really freaked me out. The, the, there were a, only a few jump scares, but the ones that were there were that I jumped. I mean, there were good ones. Yeah, yeah, there were good ones. And then watching it again this afternoon, it was you know I was able to get a second. It, it, that movie really requires a second viewing, I think, because yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on yeah. that, like you said, can be kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. If you watch it back a second time, you kind of catch a few things you didn't see. More, but overall, it was really good. I mean, I was getting a lot of it follows vibes out of it, you know, like the same kind of metaphorically, you know. I you know that's I, what I, a lot of people said, but I didn't get Allison. Did you get that? You were you were on the it follows discussion. Yeah, I love that movie. No, I totally agree. I got that too. It's just like that. I mean, it's a thing that's following, right? And you mm-hmm. can't escape it. Yeah, it's always yeah. oh okay. Yeah, I I got the same vibes. I was actually thinking about that yesterday, so it's a 
yeah, that, that's I was kind of getting the same vibe. So yeah, but overall, it was a good movie, really good movie. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Now I I did not get the it follow it it follows vibes at all. I'm not saying that it's not a good movie because it is, and both of them are very good. I just, for me, I, I didn't get that at all. I just got that it was very, very creepy and confusing, you know. Um, and, and because of that, I that's why I thought that it was made for us to feel like it was very confusing because they wanted to go for that mentality, you know, with the uh, mental health disorder, you know, that's probably how they feel you know that's how you feel all wonky in the head and stuff you know so that's what that's what that's what my feeling was but um but i love it follows uh, uh you know I, I i just um feel like that movie uh and this movie and now that you guys say something i i do i see why you guys would say that it was similar it went the whole metaphoric route with you know like it, it follows it had to deal with i don't know like i was getting an std kind of metaphor out of it or at least a a traumatic experience kind of metaphor going on go back and listen to our podcast Nick. yeah i, I did i, I listened you did to okay good that was, really, that was a really good one it was yeah, there's there's a scene uh, that, like heading towards the end sorry so uh, that's where I was getting the whole it follows vibes, right? The metaphor, so, right? Ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry about that. Um, it's towards the end when uh, Rose is talking to Joel, and uh, he said like that things were happening, you know, people were dying like every four days. And I'm sitting there, well, well that's kind of like the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Only seven days. Oh, yeah, seven days. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to hop into the questions here, guys. Well, who is your favorite character? Um, Allison, I'll start with you first, my love. Um, who is your favorite character in Smile? I mean, I have to go with Rose. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I was watching her journey and seeing where she was coming from and, like, her background and everything that she went through. I feel like all the other characters as I was watching the movie, I mean, Joel was okay. But, like, for the most part. But mm-hmm. they all, like, just disappointed me. And I feel like they weren't supporting her, giving her the space. And I understand yeah. that when you're doing some, I mean, obviously, we're supposed to think this is a demon. But if we're going to go with the allegory of mental health, like, dealing with a family member or a friend that has that is going to be hard, right? Mm-hmm. I see it at my job. Like, you know, people get tired and exhausted, especially when people are managing it. Mm-hmm. So I get it, but at the same time, I was like, God, you guys are disappointing me. Like, she's being very honest and upfront and asking for help and assistance mm-hmm. and you making her feel even more out of her head. And you're not, right. yeah, you're just there. But she did what she felt like she had to do, and she tried to keep her head on, and she just kept trying to fight it and win it. And we all know that didn't end well, but right. <laughs> I liked her vigor through it. Everybody else just was kind of disappointing. Right, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Mr. Mick, do you have the same um, character? Who was your fav- favorite character? Yeah, I pretty much agree with Allison. I liked Joel. You know, he was a cool character. You know, I liked his you know, attitude. But Rose was an interesting dynamic of a character because she's a mental health expert therapist, 
yet she's dealing with these mental health problems and the trauma from her childhood and how mm-hmm. she's carried in her own life. And what was really good about her character was, you know, I'm not an expert in mental health, but I have a, a pretty good understanding of it. I know people who deal with it. I deal with it. You know, we all have. We oh, all yeah. Oh, definitely. And the way that the way she was getting so frantic with like, why aren't you listening to me? Blah, blah, blah. And then she would she would turn the wheels back and like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to get all, you know, she was going she was going back and forth from therapist to patient, therapist to patient. You mm-hmm. know? And her trying to explain to somebody what she's dealing with. And it's like anyone, if you're trying to explain to somebody how you're dealing with some kind of emotional trauma, but they don't have that, they don't understand, it, you know, and you're getting so frustrated because they're not understanding. Mm-hmm. So the, I really like the dynamic of her character that way. It's like she was trying to explain herself. Yes, she was trying to keep her head on her shoulders, but she knew something wasn't right. And I don't know. I really, really liked it. So, yeah, and yeah. to that point too, like even when she was like, before you know, she sees the girl do what she did. Like when you see her with her patients at the beginning, she never like tells them that their experience is invalid or makes them feel like she doesn't believe them. She doesn't yeah. belittle them because of it. Like she gives oh, them right. space. And she doesn't tell them they're wrong. It doesn't tell them that their experience is an error. She just kind of tries to go with them a little bit. And I think yeah, yeah. I appreciated that better too. So like like you said, when she started to become a patient, you know, for lack of a better word, you could see that flip back and forth. Yeah, right. it was really good. I mean, she did a great job. So. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And you know, um, my mom is a, um, a, a Christian counseling counselor. Uh, she hasn't done it in years, but she has that certificate. So if she could go into any church and counsel somebody. And she and, and one thing she always said in her classes was that you may be the one that needs the Christian counseling two weeks from now. You know, you you you're you're going to go you're you're going through the classes, you're going to be be a, you know, um uh, you're going to be a Christian counselor. That's good. But just know that it could be you on the other end of that, you know, at the other end of it. Yeah. When I do intakes at work, I always tell people too, um, you know, they have that issue with, I don't have mental health. And I'm like, look, everybody has something. Mm-hmm. And I like, it's not about having it. It's about how what you're doing with it. Like mm-hmm. you well, it's just if you're not medicating or going to therapy or taking care of it, hence that's where the issue lies. Like you are exactly. allowed to have help. Like if you are bipolar, that's you are not a bad person. No. It's just like, you know, the stigma that's around it. Like I always tell them like it's it's just how you manage it. It's not that you have it. Right. Like Yeah. Because not all of us manage it the the same way. You know? Right. So, uh, uh, Richard, how about you, um, hun? Who was your favorite character in Smile? Oh, and, and I, I, as I was watching this yesterday, I was like, saying to myself, nobody in this movie is particularly likable. <laughs> they all have their issues and whatever. And, and I was going to say Rose for pretty much the same reason that everybody else has, but I also liked Joel. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he starts out kind of, you know, kind of like, um, kind of like a jerk. Especially uh, that that one scene uh, right right after the girl uh, kills herself and uh, Rose is in the room with the two cops, one of them being Joel, and she's like, oh, "Well, she was smiling at me while she was doing," it. and the other guy was like, "Well, yeah, that sounds pretty fucking nuts to me." What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Right. I mean, if I—I I mean, I used to work with physically and mentally handicapped school, uh, high school-age kids. If I had said anything like that to them, they'd have fired me right out, right out the gate. Oh yeah, most definitely. They would have fired me immediately. We'd have been said. out the door. Yeah. So uh, Joel starts out a bit of a jerk, but as a, as a, and as the movie goes on, he's like, "Oh, why are you bothering me with this stuff? Why don't you know, what do I, what am I doing here?" And, by the end of the movie, he's actually really actively trying to help. Mm-hmm. Of course, it doesn't work out all that great. <laughs> the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he just goes. Uh, he gradually becomes. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know if you want to say it or her boyfriend again, but definitely he was. Um, you know, he he was there for her. Mm-hmm. He tried. Yeah, at least he tried to be, you know. Right. And like what you said about like the cop scene too, like the other cop was kind of being the bigger dick in the picture. And even though Joel wasn't like the best, at the same time he was kind of like kind of checking the cop, like he's talking about this, like this is what she's trying to talk about, right. like get together, dude. Like you're just mm-hmm. being rude. Right. Right. Well, my favorite character, and I agree with. Um, with you guys, Allison and Mick, uh, Rose was a, a very good character. But, but for my opinion, uh, I, I, I am going going against the grain here. Um, and it's because I loved her acting. Uh, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Oh my goodness. Um, Caitlin Stacy. She plays Laura. Um, and, and, and one thing I forgot to mention at the start of this is that um, uh, Smile is actually uh, um, a part, part of a small film that they made uh, called Laura Hasn't Slept. And, uh, and Caitlin and Stacy actually played Laura in that too. So the... So the character that she played on Laura Hasn't Slept is the is the same Laura in this universe here. And I picked Laura because of her acting. I mean, the way that she went from just, uh, she was normal at first, and then you see her get finicky, and then you see her turn to the physical, you, you know, aspects of it, and it's it just like boom, boom, boom. But she did it so well. It was like you could tell, you could see the terror in her face, and you could see how she was unbalanced, or how you could see, you could see how how um, Rose could see that she was unbalanced, and, and just the way that she. I, I, I can't explain it. But then Bryant goes and, and he didn't know that I had wrote, wrote anything down. 
in my notes, right? So he he tells me he's looking at the movie and he's like, man, her acting isn't is really really good. I really like this scene. I said, right? I, you know, she she just nailed it. The girl should have got an award for that. That's all I'm saying. And, and, and Sosi as well. Sosi really did good in bringing the physical acting out of it. You know, like when she uh, when she backs into the coffee table, you know, she has to fall down. I do wonder if if they had a stunt double for her for that. But um, but but yeah, she. I just thought that all of it was really really good. The acting. Uh, okay, so now who is everybody's least favorite uh, character? And I bet we all have probably have the same uh, answer. But uh, Rick, Richard, I'll go to you uh, for this one. Who is your least favorite character in uh, Trevor? Uh, Trevor. And it's it's funny. There there's a, there's this weird parallel between him and Joel. Mm-hmm. You know, like we discussed a minute ago, Joel starts out as a bit of a dick, and then as the movie goes on, he gets closer and closer to Rose and actually tries to help her. Mm-hmm. Now, meanwhile, on the other side, you've got Trevor, who starts out helping, you know, wanting to help her, but as the movie goes on, he gets further and further yeah. and further away. It's like, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yep. So... Yeah, so, you know, Tre- Trevor, and uh, you got to go back to the scene with the cops, uh, Joel's partner. Just yeah. the un- un- unfeeling, uncaring SOB. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And Allison, how about you, hon? Who is your least favorite character in Smile? Trevor. He was an asshole. Yeah. I mean, even when he said, like, that scene where he said, I looked you up before, you know, I met you and looked up your details because I had to know who I was dealing with. And I knew about your mom, so I needed to make sure that you were going to be okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's, like, really pissed me off. Didn't he also say it was genetic? Yeah. He was talking about genetics. And things, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Like, so, of course, I looked you up. It's, you know through thick and thin and forever so I need to know what I was getting into like wow you are pretty right that's not right at all and the sister kind of drove me crazy too like knowing that they both he was awful like just like you know I don't know you'd think that they would have like unfortunately it's a trauma bond but like yeah because they went through something together that was so heavy you think that maybe she would be a little bit more understanding, right? And help it assist her a little bit, but she really just just left her out to drag. But yeah, they both did. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mick, how about you, sir? Who was your least favorite character? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of like torn between uh, Trevor and what was her sister's name, Holly? Yes. Her, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would probably say Holly, you know, and I agree with what, you know, Allison was saying. Yes, she, it's like she wasn't being too empathetic, even though, you know, when she had that little confrontation with uh, with Rose on the porch there about how, you know, she was like, I'm sorry I left you to deal with mom, and I, I just had to get out of that, blah, 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 you know. I was just like, yeah, you really left your little sister in a really shitty 
place mm-hmm. and dealing with your mom and dealing with your mom and you just thought turn your back on it running away from it you're fine you know it's like you didn't even give your sister any kind of thought of how traumatic that was going to be for her and obviously we saw the uh outcome of that so yeah her sister was just kind of a i wouldn't say a heartless bitch but it was she wasn't <laughs> She wasn't very sympathetic. So. No, she wasn't. But, no. but, um, and, and she's Miley's favorite character too, too, guys. She is. Holly is Miley. I do not like Holly. But I do kind of think that maybe she needed therapy too. She needed uh, yeah. therapy her dang self. She couldn't come to terms with it. And I'm not talking. I'm not talking about uh, Rose. She couldn't come to terms with her own mother, with her mother, having these mental issues. So, and what do what do we do when we can't deal? We run. We run the other way. Yep. And and but and and you know I can I can understand and, and you know wanting to forget and wanting. Um, to uh, or wanting so badly, you know, to give your child and your family, you know, the stability that you didn't have, but in doing so, uh, you know, we can become kind of oblivious to other people's feelings, and that's not good either because it's going to catch up to you one way or another. You know, so I Holly could have benefited from some therapy. Maybe she thought that she didn't need it, but they, I mean, did you guys see the way that she t- treated her husband? Yeah. Yeah, Hello? he was a real charmer too. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. Oh yeah, he was really something to be d- desired, wasn't he? And then even when they were at dinner at the beginning, and he's like, like Holly's like talking shit about Rose's job. Like, isn't the only point of being a doctor to be money? It's like, no, some people are actually in it to help people. Oh, right, actually, yeah. 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 And I'll give Trevor the props there. He, he stuck up for her, you know. He did. He did. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> but still, I mean, uh, uh, like, like I was saying, you know, and, and Holly, the way that she treated her husband, you know, I, I, I would say she was kind of abusive to him a little bit. A masculine. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, well, guys, we're gonna take one little break, and when we when we get back, I'll ask you what your favorite scene is. We'll be right back after well, this. Have some of this one. Do you guys love horror toys? Are you a horror collector? Well, there's a store in Allen, Texas named Elm Street Toys that sells all things horror. You can buy action figures, Chucky dolls, board games, and even air freshener. Elm Street Toys is ridiculously inexpensive. You guys can get a Mezco 72 collective Halloween 2 Michael Myers for $89.99 off of their website. 
Their website is www.mstreetoys.com. If you guys can't make it into into the store, you guys can definitely go on their website and shop until you drop. Again, the name is Elm Street Toys. The location is Allen, Texas. And if you guys cannot get to the store, the website is www.elmstreettoys.com. Enjoy your horror toys. All right, Warriors, we are back. And, okay, so what is everybody's favorite scene? Um, Mick, I'll go um, to you for this one. Uh, what was your favorite scene in Smile? I got to try to narrow it down. Um, <laughs> I think I, I really like I really like the cold open. Like, that, the whole opening scene, like you said, with Laura and just, I mean, I love how it just kind of, you know, the cold open just kind of threw you into it, you know, and you got to, you got to see Rose and what she's doing and just going from patient to patient. But when she got in there with Laura, that whole scene, because like you said, Laura was really good. The, mm -hmm. the actress, uh, Caitlin yeah. Stacy, yeah. She said she kept, it was just like she kept trying to tell her, I'm not crazy. I'm a PhD student. I'm not crazy. Okay, listen to me. Something really is following me, blah, blah, blah. And, and she was, you know, Rose was being the therapist, like, I understand how you feel and all that stuff, you know, but this is all this in your head, you know, but what was funny is later on in the movie, Rose becomes Laura. I'm not crazy. I swear I'm not crazy, but right. there's something following you, know, so, but yeah, like you said earlier, Latrice, about how Laura was able to just go from, you know, fidgety to manic to just completely terrified. Mm-hmm. And that's when she, and when Rose called for help and then she's not on the floor anymore, when she turned and Laura's is standing there against the wall with that evil effing smile. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's creepy. And I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and the smile, she never left her face. She never blinked. And she just takes that piece of that uh, rose plant or a pot or whatever it was and just never stop smiling mm -hmm. and just fall over and she's laying there dead bleeding out and the smile is still and she's still face. smiling mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, that whole opening was just it was just great i was as soon as i saw that i was like i'm all in this is great so yeah that I, was my did you guys know this because i didn't really notice this but it was on the imdb and um you know when i was doing the five fun facts uh, they were saying how um, there were just smiles like all over, all over the film. But I didn't yep. say I like. There was a smile on her um, on um, uh, Ro Rose's coffee cup. Um, there was a smile of Trevor smiling. You know, like like you know, like the maniacal smile um, after. After Laura kills herself, mm -hmm. um, they show a shot of her, in, I'm guessing, in the morgue. You know, the sheet, the sheet is over her, but they have that little line of blood in the shape of a smile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. so their smile is all over this. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. 
uh, just to see all the smiles, if I can yeah. and count them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the Easter eggs. Now you got to find the Easter eggs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You got to watch it more than once. You'll catch things you didn't do the first time. So. But, but you know, the, right. the crazy thing is I've been watching it all week. But <laughs> just once a day, though. I, I, won't, I You know, for, uh, for the most part, when I'm doing my podcast, I really do try to watch the movie over and over and over again. But I couldn't with this one. This one was just mentally, you know, just mentally draining. It was heavy. So really, really heavy. And so I could only watch it once <laughs> per day. But um, but yeah, but I am going to have to go back and watch and, and see if I can see all the smiles. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, uh, Allison, uh, what was your favorite scene? All right, don't be mad at me. I have to have two, but the first one will go quick because I can't choose. <laughs> yeah, that cold opening is just freaking uh, awesome. It's amazing. It was so, so, so good. And like I saw it twice in the theater because I I just loved it so much. I thought it was just such a good movie. <laughs> and like you said, like, and then when that title comes on, it's like, bang, 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 bang. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, okay, what are we getting into? Oh, reminds me of Psycho. <laughs> yeah. It was incredible. I, I heard some people, I think I heard, I think I read somewhere that some people were like, you know, who have sensitivity to flashing uh, lights like, like oh, that yeah. were, not, were, were very uncomfortable after that. I can see that. Yeah, I can uh, too, especially if they're on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. and it's, like in seeing it in the theater, I don't know if you guys saw it in the theater. It was so, you did, you know, it's so yeah. loud and huge. <laughs> like, all right, we're in for a ride. And then, I'm sorry, you guys, don't be mad at me, but I really like the ending. Like, I love when a horror movie does not end in a perfect little present with a tiny little bow on top because they all shouldn't. This is scary stuff. So when Joel walked into that house and just saw her on fire and she was dead and that was the freaking end and the credits ran, I was like, bravo. <laughs> like, I <laughs> I'm sorry, I like that. I was there like, there was no happily ever after. That. No, and that's humanity, oh. right? Like there isn't always. Don't, it's don't not have always. This. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and as a matter of fact, there is going to be a part two. I think I tagged you guys in the. Yes, yeah. you did. You did. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I I love that. I don't need a pretty bow. I can just we can all just die at the end. That's okay for me. <laughs> <laughs> And Richard, how about you? What's your favorite uh, scene? I've got a bunch. <laughs> um, but the the cold opening now. was fantastic. Yeah. Cold opening was fantastic. I love the house alarm scene. Oh, when yeah. Rose is by herself and all of a sudden the house alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. And, and I, three jump scares right after, the, one after the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The house alarm, the phone, and I think, uh, crap, I think it was the phone again. Yeah. A few minutes later, boom, boom, boom. A lot, oh, those phone calls were creepy, too. That's kind of when you yeah. knew that, like, things were going sideways at that moment. Yeah. I love the birthday party scene. Oh, man. And I'm just, <laughs> the boy is unwrapping the thing. I was like, this is not going to oh. be good. <laughs> this is not going to be good. And then he hauls out the cat. Well, mustache. <laughs> that poor kid. And I'm just oh, sitting there like, terrible. I mean, I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
but this thing, I, I knew that, you know, and especially in movies like this, you see a cat or a dog, you know that at some point <clears throat> those animals are going to be toast. Yeah, and, now for the most part. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I didn't see that one. <laughs> And then, and then, you know, everybody's Me freaking either. out, and then Rose falls through the table. It was effective. Yeah, yeah. It really then, was. And, like with, uh, like with, with Allison, I like the ending with um, the, the entity, the demon, whatever you want to call him, mm -hmm. uh, goes into Rose's body. It's creepy, and too. It is creepy, but at the same time, it's like, I, I need to see something. So yeah. when that was over, I went back to the beginning with Laura and she is, you know, convulsing on the floor and screaming. And all of a sudden she just goes quiet and with her mouth open. Yep. I'm sitting there like, gagging. oh, crap. Hey, he, the entity he, he, was he, going into Laura. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, and that, that, that blew me away. And I like will talk crap about CGI all day. Like I'm a practical effects person. Oh, I like, yeah, same here. Like, to do it right, like, no, nope. do it at all. But I was not mad at this movie for this demon. I actually thought it was not terribly done. It didn't look too campy. I thought it actually looked pretty, pretty scary and was effective. Yeah. I was not it was effective. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't irritated by the graphics of it. Well, uh, my favorite scene. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> it, <laughs> the 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 opening scene was phenomenal loved it uh but um if i had um i it's a second uh favorite scene that i had is when is when um the therapist uh comes to see her but it's not That's really terrifying. the therapist that is terrifying <laughs> the therapist comes to see her but it's not the therapist and, and the therapist just begins to slowly smile at her <laughs> I tell you one thing about that scene. Uh, it brought, did you guys see one of Stranger Calls? Yeah. I have you not know, seen it. Now, which one? Which one are you talking about, though? Are you talking about the, the 1971 original. or the newer version? The, no, the original. Oh, okay. The original with Carol Kane. Oh, okay. Okay. And, you know, the, the cop calls her. It's like, get out of there. The voice is in the house. And then Rose answers the phone, and it's her therapist, and she's looking right at, right at her. It's just like, okay, that's kind of like when a stranger calls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That scene really creeped me out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I liked it though. I thought it was, yeah, a, a, it was like I said, hilarious. creepy, but oh, it man. was also if it, it was creepy, but yet yet effective at the same yeah. time. <laughs> And this is why we watch these, right? We enjoy exactly. Them. We enjoy the creepiness. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so what was your least favorite scene? Yeah, right. <laughs> what was everybody's least favorite scene? And Robert, I'll come to you for this one. What was your least favorite scene? Oh, uh, Richard. Did I say Richard? Call me Robert. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness, Richard! Okay. I'm so sorry, Richard. My uncle, my uncle was a Robert. <laughs> Listen, uh, I don't know least. what it is today. I don't know why. Why I'm just you know calling people other people's names. I'm sorry. 
it gets all of us sometimes. Oh, go ahead, Richard. And I don't think that's the that's not the only time. I think I called you Robert before, didn't I? <laughs> On I another so. podcast. I think so. <laughs> oh boy, least favorite scene. Um, I keep going back to the interrogation. Mm-hmm. Um, after Laura kills herself at the cops, I mean, uh, you know, Joel. Uh, he he did you know he didn't make a good first impression on me. I think that's obvious. <laughs> uh, but it's the partner who just like brushed everything off. He it, it seemed to me like he wanted to solve a case and go home. Right. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, other, other than that, I really can't think of any other scene that um, that I would say I didn't like. I mean, I, yeah. Like I said at the beginning, I liked the whole thing. Right. Except, except for that. Except for that one part. Yeah, yeah. And Mick, how about you? What was your uh, least favorite uh, scene? Yeah, I pretty much agree with Richard. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like the police interrogation just because of the dickhead cop. But, you know, that that was a really minor thing. You know, he wasn't a real major character anyway, so didn't have to deal with the drugs. But, but the ending, I kind of struggled with. Like, the first time I watched it, I didn't really like it at all. Because, mm-hmm. like... You know, like what like Alice was saying, you know, CG, sometimes I struggle with, you know, accepting it. You know, if it's done really well and it doesn't look like CG, then bravo. But when it's blatant CG and it just takes away from the reality of everything, yeah, it just, I deduct points off of that. But, but yeah, this CG wasn't terrible. It actually, you know, it looked pretty creepy. I mean, I don't, they were trying to personify this, you know, trauma you know is what they were trying to do so i guess they really struggle with how can we make trauma look humanoid you know so they just made a 10 foot tall gangly looking man woman creature thing whatever it was i don't know but but when it was right up in the camera it was pretty damn scary so that's just a minor complaint but for the most part like richard said it's really hard to find a bad scene in the movie the whole thing was just really good end, so yeah that's true. Sure. And, and Allison, how about you? Do you agree? Uh, is is there a um, uh, least to favorite scene that you had? I I don't know. Like you know, I, mean, I always say that yeah, this whole movie was great. There wasn't a bad scene. Mm-hmm. If anything, uh, the scene I picked was just the one that made me probably like the most uncomfortable mm-hmm. and like for the character. So it's not that it's a bad scene. It's an amazing scene. It was necessary. But I'm just gonna go with the one that made me like want to curl up into a ball and uh-huh. <laughs> like put the blanket in bed and just be like, all right, this poor thing. It is the birthday party. Like I felt yeah. so bad yep. for Rose during my birthday party. I was sitting there with like that face because I was like, oh, this is not gonna be good. And then I know how her sister is. Her sister's a bitch, so she's gonna. I mean, rightfully so, overreact. Like, if that was real and you thought your sister was giving your kid a dead cat, like, we got a problem here. All right, yeah. yeah. Watching it from her perspective, you know it's not, like, a fault of hers, you know? Like, there's something else going on. So when that right. kid opened that, she starts screaming, and she's holding the dead cat, and everyone's staring at her, and it's, like, almost, like, spinning in circles around her, and then she falls into the coffee table. I was just like, oh, my gosh, this poor thing, I cannot... Uh, yes. But that's just, the movie is so effective of putting you in her shoes. Right. While you're, yeah. watching it, you're, you're watching it from her perspective. So I think I just went on that empathy train and I was just like, I this is 
I feel all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I. It was hard to watch. It was horrible to watch. But yes. Not because didn't like it i really liked it yeah yeah it, it, it worse i think it would have been worse if we had seen what happened to the cat i mean how, how did how did it how did I mustache die i'm glad i'm glad we didn't see that so she must have killed mustache and did it like i didn't really even i think i was so traumatized during that scene i didn't even think back to like how did he get in the box right yeah yeah i because uh, and and i think that they were smart and clever for that I think they were uh, smart for not letting us see how Mustache died or how Mustache died, uh, uh, because we yeah, could just kind of forgot about the cat, you know. So that's what made it so shocking is you forgot about Mustache, right? So I never saw that coming, you know. Right, right. Because remember, like two scenes before, she was like, Mustache, Mustache, where are you? She, and yeah, she yeah. said, Trevor, have you yeah, seen Mustache? Yeah, with the, yeah, with the food. Like, have yeah. you seen Mustache? And he's like, you're not listening to me. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, so I so I just think that was clever, that we didn't get to see her or whoever kill Mustache. Right. Um, but yeah, my least favorite scene is also the birthday uh, party scene. And like you said, it wasn't because it wasn't a good scene, but as an animal, you know, as an animal lover, <laughs> I don't like to see, you know, dogs get hurt or cats get hurt or anything like that. So, so of course, that's going to be the scene that I don't like. <laughs> but, uh, but it was acted really well. Pet cemetery. Oh, actually, no, I don't. <laughs> I do not like Brett Pet Cemetery, but not only because of the the you know the cat getting killed or anything. Mm -hmm. It's when the child gets killed that gets me. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That freaking gets me every single time I watch it, and I'm like in tears for like nearly the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, very triggering. For me, especially since I have a son now, and you know, right, bro, oh, yeah, it, it hits a whole lot different when you have a kid. Yes, yeah, yeah a, yes, <laughs> very much yeah, so, it, Mick. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to get, I, I don't want to get off topic, but there's something I want to tell you uh, later. Oh, okay. Or like maybe, maybe when the podcast is over. Okay, okay. Uh, but um, but yeah, so yeah, that uh. The, the cat being dead in the box and the little boy just, he just lifts it up and yeah, it gets me every single time. I'm like, oh my gosh. But then I feel like Holly as her sister should have uh, went to her and be like, are you okay? What What is going on? You know, that's just me though. That's how I would know each other why would rose have any ill intention or ill will right right and that's what that? i was thinking too alice and i was like you know your sister you know right you know you know your sister why would she even do something like this how did yeah. it get this far so you have to ask yourself how do you, uh, you know what or you have to ask your sister what's going on here why are you yeah why are you acting this way and 
and that just never happened and and i agree with you um allison everybody just disappointed her nobody helped her nobody yeah and when you notice like at least from like i said they got work with me when you see people who are in these situations that are you know homeless dealing with mental health and are going through things like it's usually that lack of a support system that gets them to the like lowest low of their life right people don't have adequate family or friends or community to rely on then there's no one there to help them or assist them like people say it takes a village and that's like a typical saying but there's some absolute truth to it oh yeah yeah most definitely All right. My next question is, um, okay, we only saw one death in this um, movie, Um, you know, so, you know, there wasn't really too many deaths or anything like that. So what, in your opinions, made this movie scary? Um, And uh, and we've kind of been talking about it. Um, But um, Allison, what makes um, Smile scary? I mean, I think it just, again, you're in her perspective while you're watching her. At least that's how I watched it. Mm-hmm. And just like not even, I can't even wrap my head around like the disparity that you would feel if you actually thought this was happening to you and no one was listening to you. That is probably like, like I hate when people don't believe me when I'm telling the truth. Like it's one of my pet peeves. Like I will lose my shit over it. Yeah. Like I am, why would I lie to you? Right. So right. But that was like just her whole existence. And then I love that, like we talked about too, like that flip of perspective, like you basically became the patient and you flipped scripts. So it just, I don't know, like it's not really unrealistic. And I mean, I don't even know, I kept throwing back the idea too, like was she actually losing her mind or was it the monster? Or was this one of those scenes, you know, where when he walks in and sees her on fire, you see her through the lantern. Maybe she was still imagining the monster and just caught herself on fire and there might not even have been anything there. Like there was really like, you know, I thought, well, the first time I watched the movie, I was like, well, clearly this is a supernatural entity. But Mm -hmm. the second time I start to think to myself, like maybe this is just like secondary traumatic stress, um, trauma from growing up. Um, You know, there is some genealogy to mental health so if her mom had some stuff there could be some other stuff there as well right she has to deal with these patients every single day so she had her mom she has her own shit Mm -hmm. and you know taking on all the stress from these people in this emergency psychiatry office so i'm like maybe she just took these and like implanted them on her and just couldn't get out of that headspace like that's terrifying that's like a terrifying concept yeah so if it's not a monster and it wasn't like an entity, like that's really not so far fetched of something that could really happen to somebody if they really start to lose it. And the scenes where she thinks something's happening and then all of a sudden it's not like with Carl in the hospital, like when she runs in and just starts repeatedly stabbing him. Right. I was like, I was shook. <laughs> and then like when she comes that's to and she's still crazy. sitting in the car. Oh, it was horrible. But like, I love the scene where I love that scene when Cal Penn uh, rips his own face off. <laughs> oh yeah, That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, like all those times, and oh my gosh, the end too, right? Look at me, I'm like freaking out because the end <laughs> when she goes to Joel's house, like, can I just sleep here? Will you just watch me sleep? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can stay here forever, and then he starts to <laughs> oh, like, oh my god, this poor thing, like to just 
that's it's not that far fetched for somebody to actually oh, right it, and especially if they're um schizophrenia yeah 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 schizophrenia um you know I know they don't call it multiple personality disorder I forget the actual like dissociative personality disorder uh-huh. you know, symptoms like that I mean people argue if that's a true diagnosis but you know right I I, I believe that people can have that especially when they have so much trauma, you compartmentalize things in your brain, you know, so that's just could naturally happen. Sorry, I'm rattling. I got real intense about this. Oh, no, that's <laughs> fine. I knew that this oh, was going to be a deep episode. Yeah. So I just, yeah, that's horrifying because it's not far-fetched. It could actually happen. And right. Right. And uh, Mick, how about you, sir? Uh, what makes smile scary in your opinion? Um, pretty much agree with everything Allison just said. That's that was that's what made it so good. The movie is so relevant. It's so mm-hmm. relevant to now and you know, because mental health and stuff like that is becoming much more prevalent in just the way we live now. And yeah, you, you put yourself in her shoes and it's just like that's that's gotta be so scary that like all the stuff that she's dealing with, <clears> the <throat> fact that she can even get up out of bed every morning, I applaud her for that. Mm-hmm. Just because of the chaos that she has to deal with at work, the trauma she's had to live with her whole life with her mother, the, you know, basically she's at odds with her sister constantly, you know, and and then all of this is happening to her. She's still trying to keep a level head because she's a professional and she's a doctor and she understands mental health and everything that comes with it. But when she becomes a patient, it's a whole different, you know, ballpark for her. So, and yeah, that's scary because that really is real life, you know, it's, I don't know, and just I'm sorry, man. Those those smiling faces, just Laura's smiling face, it is stuck in my brain. I cannot unsee it. I can't unsee it. Right. So damn scary. The fact that she slit her throat, falls over dead, never blinks, and the smile is on her face the whole time. It's still on her face, even when she's dead. That that freaked me out, and it's still burned into my brain. So. It's just a good movie. It is. It is. Now, Richard, I'm going to take a little break, but when we get back, I will um, ask you what we, you you know, what makes Smile scary in your opinion. I'll be right back. All right, we're back. And okay, so Richard, uh, <clears throat> how is Smile scary to you? Well, uh, I, or I should say, let me rephrase that. I should say, what makes it scary to you? Um, going into the human mind. It's a scary place. It is a scary place. In fact, when, uh, just a minute ago when we were talking about it, um, H.P. Lovecraft, uh, the, the one story, The Call of Thulu, this is how it starts. He says, the most merciful thing in the world, I think, is the inability of the human mind to correlate all its contents. 
I think we had a good attempt here with Smile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's it can get scary up here sometimes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. now my, my, my I might I might start rambling here in a minute, not making much sense, and for that I I apologize. But there's a lot to unpack um, with this movie. So. A lot. There's a, a lot, lot to unpack. Yeah, yeah. A lot. <laughs> um, you know, this you know discussions can be made about what is actually going on here. Is this all in Rose's head? Or is there actually something out there that is messing with people's sanity? Yeah. Because you know, we, we, we see the creature entity. For, um, hell, I'm just going to call him Smiley. That works. Okay. So when, when we actually see Smiley, you know, he goes into Rose's body at the end. And apparently this has been going on for 20 people, I think they said. I think about that, right? So, some, something about that. 20, 20 people, you know, uh, somebody kills himself in front of uh, somebody else and they see a demon and they kill themselves and then so on and so on and so on. So if it's not an entity, what is going on with, you know, the 20 some odd people who have died already? Yeah, that was racking my brain after like watching it's, it. I mean, and, and the, the the power of suggestion, mm -hmm. I think uh, that can be unbelievably powerful. I mean, uh, you know, uh, people, uh, you know, uh, hypnotists. Mm -hmm. You know, um, this that it's not quite the same thing, but I've seen you know cop shows when they put people under deep hypnosis and they find out that yeah they're the serial killer that the FBI is looking for. Yeah, and we've talked about bullying before because we did carry together. You know, if somebody keeps telling you like if you grow up with a sibling or a parent telling you like you're not going to amount to anything, it can just be that right. simple. You're gonna get right. that. You're, you're gonna think that's who you are and take that with you. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And um, of course, what what happened to Rose when she was a girl was was horrible. Right. I mean, you, you're you're not going to get that out of your head anytime soon. No, you're not no. going to grow up normal, living through something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Which again, you could you can make the argument that whatever was going on with Rose was all in her head. There was no demon. But again, you got the that string of people. All have died under similar circumstances. Oh, right. So suggesting that there is a, an entity. So I and I think that's that's a scary thing too. Did it happen or didn't it? Right. Yeah. And we're not going to get any answers probably until Smile Two comes out. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even if then, because yeah, that's that's what I was saying the whole time. That's where I kept going back to. I'm like, she's probably just imagining all of this. You know, and she's just mm -hmm. finally cracked But that's the thing that kept going me back with all these other people. So how can she be imagining it when all these other people had it? Yeah, exactly. I, um, yeah, exactly. And and you know, um, for, in my opinion, um, what makes this movie scary is the trauma. Trauma is scary in real life, you know, so yeah. let alone yeah. in the movies. And, you know, I, I can only imagine that this is what someone who has been traumatized feels, which is hopelessness. Mm 
you know, uh, feelings of nobody to trust, feeling like you're losing your dang mind. And all of that is so scary to me. Um, yeah, that feeling of being unsafe with no one to go. Yes, to. yes. And, and here is where, you know, you've got to know. You have to know the person. And I say that because it happened to me. Um, my best friend, Shanae, I've known her since fifth grade. And um, uh, we've been best friends since fifth grade. And um, in 2007, um, she called me up on the phone one day and she said, Sister Tracy, that's my nickname, Tracy. She said, Tracy, I've been... Uh, she said, I don't know what's going on with me, but she said, I've been hearing the word devil over and over and over in my head. And I said, okay. You know, and at this time, I'm in Detroit, Michigan. She's here in Texas. She lived here in Texas before I even came down here. And... um and she said, she's like, she said, I don't know what's going on. She said, I, I, I just, and she started to cry. And I started to think, I said, well, I know my best friend. And at this time, I'm, I'm, I'm Christian, right? I'm Christian. I'm a Christian woman. And so, well, it fell in my spirit that it was the Lord actually calling her out of that, of the life that she was living. Not that it was bad. It wasn't a bad life that she was living, but Sinead was not a woman of faith. She did not, uh, I'm not going to say that she didn't, but she was like you, Allison. I think she was a lot like you. It wasn't that she didn't believe, but she didn't, she just didn't think about stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think it's. We'll tell your story, but yeah. Yeah, and 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 she um. So when she was telling me, you know, different things that that were going that were going on, and I asked her to write it down for me, but she's been so busy, <laughs> so she probably forgot. Because there's certain things that I don't even remember. But I do remember her telling me that she, you know, she was hearing things and, you know, she was, um, and she thought that she was losing her mind. And her mother thought that she was losing her mind. But I told her, I said, I calmed her down. I said, Shanae, I think this is God. I think this is the Lord telling you or trying to tell you something. And it was, it was God trying to tell her something. And, uh, it, and, uh, and she didn't run from it. And when she didn't, uh, when she didn't run from it and when she, well, her mother knew that she wasn't crazy, that she wasn't going crazy, that this was the Lord calling her. That was when she just surrendered her life to Christ. And she's been a Christian ever since, ever since. 
and uh, she hasn't had any mental health issues at all. So that is how, you know, I, that's why I was like, well, how you should know her sister? If you know your sister, you're going to want to help her in any way, shape or form, you know, and, and, and that can be scary, um, to think that you're losing your mind. So that's how, that's why I think that, um, that is kind of, it's scary. To, to uh, and, and I really do believe that this movie was, uh, we were meant to feel that confusion. We were meant to feel that um, uh, wonky type of feeling, that type of feeling where you're like, oh, you know, where you, uh, they have those things where you're like dizzy in the head, you know. Yeah, the ca- the camera angles that start out normal and yeah. then flip upside down, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and 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 they did their jobs. <laughs> they did their job. That that's for sure. And 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 yeah. And now I'm rambling. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, 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 Allison, what were you gonna say, hon? You were gonna say something? Oh, nothing. I was just. Yeah, I don't identify as Christian. I think I've told this about a few times on this podcast. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I don't not believe in a higher power. I just don't go about it the same way, I guess. But it's yeah. not that I'm anti-anything. I'm not against oh, anything. Oh, right, right. Against people who use their theology for hate and to bring other people down that right that that that, and girl i i i i totally agree with you there it's like why use it for hatred that's yeah don't weaponize your faith yeah that bothers me but exactly so yeah you know it's not that i don't believe in something bigger i just don't Follow the Christian path to get there, I guess. Right. And, and see, that's how that's how my best friend Shanae was. She was yeah, like that, too. That I don't, like, think about it, you know? Like, it's not like that. Like, I still want to be a nice person. I'm going to try. Oh, yeah, well. yeah. I work a job that is helping people that are in horrible situations. You right, know? right. I think about those things. So just because you don't identify as Christian does not mean that you are living a path of life that is like selfish and hateful and right right well that's that's not my intent and i would never think that about other people either right right it's not like i'm like oh f that you know or anything like that it's just it hasn't been exactly that has been positive or good for me and so i believe in something bigger right i don't necessary believe in the same way that christians do right but i also believe that there is a everyone believes in something bigger than us like you'd be silly not to i i think so too i i and i um i deal i i believe this with all my heart i believe that everybody wants to believe in something bigger yeah i think everybody and, does yeah so it's not about you know living this 
hateful life. It's not like right, that. Right, right. Oh, like, no. I, I did no. And like one non-Christian on this a lot. So I just want to clarify. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I am a nice person. Oh, my goodness. Allison is the best person. As a matter of fact, I want to tell you something. And this fell in my spirit. I was going to message you, um, Allison, um, because um, it fell in my spirit to tell you this earlier, to message you this earlier. You are very much so loved, ma'am, and no. and you matter. What you do matters. Thank you. Don't make me cry. <laughs> hey, you guys made me cry on the It Follows um, podcast. Darn it. <laughs> do you listen to it? We get, we get. Yes, yes. When you first expected, I was like, whoa, this is getting... <laughs> yes, but yeah, yes, I, I, I just have to tell you that because I, I, I did. I, I, I was gonna message you, but I say, you know what? I'm going to wait until we do the podcast to tell it. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. You are welcome, ma'am. You are so welcome. Uh, and, and what brought that on, though, was, uh, and I, I'm getting, uh, I am getting sidetracked right now. I, I do, uh, I do uh, um, apologize. But uh, I was watching a um, movie on YouTube, and I, I'll share it on, on the um, group page, too. Uh, it, it's not a scary movie or anything. It's actually very uplifting. And it was the, uh, I don't know if you guys know of her or not, but it's, um, her name was Loretta, oh gosh, Loretta Claiborne. And she's a special ed runner. And um, uh, uh, I forget this woman's name, but she she played um, a social worker um, that, uh, that dealt with, um, that dealt, dealt with special kids okay and and in the movie she was advocating for loretta just advocating and, and she was so you know she was so strong she was a white woman and loretta is a black woman she's a um she was um a runner uh for track and fields for the special olympics and as I'm watching this movie, all I could see was Allison. I saw Allison's face. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, this is what Allison does. <laughs> no, I, I, I usually, we, like, from our position, we typically work more with, like, the parents. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, the kids, you know, like, we're, we're typically helping the parents who unfortunately got their kids taken to like get them to a space for reunification like that's our right. goal as a goal was for these kids to hopefully you know who would ever want to wish that a parent would not get sober or not get out of a dangerous situation like you should right. always want a family to reunify if it's able to happen so that's exactly. kind of, thankfully i work at an, an agency that has that mindset and doesn't hold people in negative spaces and does believe, you know, right. People wants to be judged for the worst thing we've ever done. That does not define us. We can always learn and do better. That's right. That's right. And that's why I, it, you matter. Um, Allison, 
yeah what you do matters that that is that is so great I, um, awesome i said earlier i used to work with high school age kids that have uh, physical and or mental disabilities mm-hmm. and there was one kid that i used to work one-on-one with and when i started working with him um he uh, his his worker was very straight laced, you know, very by the book, you know, not deviating from his IEP or whatever, you know, it's just very mm-hmm. straight laced, very serious. And then I come along and I started making things fun for this kid. Mm. This is a kid who he begged me to take him to see Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> In 2005, because I had seen it already, and I was telling the you know the group because we have a group, and he's like, "Rick, take take me to see it." I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah." I said, "Mike, don't you?" I said, "Don't don't you want your mom to take it?" He's like, "No, I want you to take me." Mm-hmm. Okay, check with your worker. Check with your mom if it's okay with them. I'll do it. And he checked, he got permission, and I took him to see Revenge of the Sith. Yay! Yeah. So a short time after that, I, I left. I, I, I left the, uh, the the center where I was working because uh, uh, Michelle was pregnant with Jonah and she was commuting from Utica to Albany in New York. And bottom line, we had to move. Mm-hmm. And after Jonah was born, we took him, uh, we took him back to where I used to work to show him off. You know, I'm a new dad. I'm showing off my kid. Mm-hmm. And I, as it turns out, this kid that I worked one-on-one with was not getting along with his new uh, worker. Mm. And, and I said, you know, what, what's going on with that? And they said, well, we sat him down. And, and, and before I go any further, I just want to say, I kind of I, I kind of wondered if I meant anything to these kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I, uh, I I just see it. How did I do? You know, mm-hmm. did I make a difference for these kids? Mm-hmm. And so they sat him down and said, Mike, why aren't you getting along with your worker? You know what this kid said? He's not Rick. <laughs> and I'll, I'm not ashamed to admit this. I started crying. Oh yeah, yeah I would too. You know I made a difference yeah. for this kid. Yeah. You did. You treated him as a person and didn't define yep. by his yep. disability. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you that that group of kids that I worked with, they opened my eyes, man. They opened That's my awesome. eyes. Yeah. That's awesome. It is awesome. They're human, just yes. like everybody yes. else. Isn't that the best? Like I hear that at work all the time because I'm basically the first people, like the person, the first person the parents have to meet when they're coming to do visitation services with us and whenever they leave I've had people like hug me and they're like oh my gosh I was so scared to come here because I didn't know what to expect and like you were you were the first person to have treated me like an actual person instead of just the thing I did like you actually right me right right like it's amazing when people tell you that and I always tell them too like I don't read referrals I don't have no idea why you're here I don't know why your kids were taken it's none of my business. I don't need to know that to do my part of the job right now. Right. 
I don't want to know that before I meet people because I have my own micro biases, right? Like if I know something that maybe is forgivable to my own mind, like I wouldn't be given fair services to this person because I would be judging them out the gate. And I don't want to do that either. Like Right. You don't want to judge. Yeah. No, I don't want to know what it was. I don't need to know. And I don't want that to define you because that's not fair to you. Right. Like I just meet you for who you are. But yeah, Rick, like when that happens, when you know that like, you actually made them feel like an actual person and didn't just like define them off their disability. Right. Or their that's, yeah. that's huge. That is huge. Yeah. I mean, we all matter. All of us, you know, so, and, and I have no idea why I got sidetracked, <laughs> but I did. Well, no, I think this is relevant to the movie, to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it, I guess so. Yeah. Because, um, if they would have just asked Rose what was going on, yeah, you know, she maybe she wouldn't have been able to tell them, you know, so in so many words, but she could say, well, and she did. She she said something is following me, following me. I'm cursed or something. Either I'm either the that girl did something to me or something whatever was what was going on with her is going on with me now and you know but if somebody would have just listened yeah because that's why i didn't like there's nothing worse than someone not listening you know exactly yeah and even her therapist in my opinion was not a good therapist she was just very i don't know sterile she felt very sterile to me. Yeah, to me, it, it just felt like she was very robotic. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. yeah, so, well, well, now I, I am at my last question. <laughs> How this smile, smile pertains to the Bible. I feel like we went deep enough, but, um, <laughs> uh, but um, I, I'll go first for this, guys. Um, I was reading through... Um, I was reading through a lot of scriptures for this movie, and um, I did come across, um, a, 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 I came across a scripture for the solution for hopelessness. And the scripture is Matthew 11, 28 to 30. And it says, come to me, all who labor and are heaven up. Uh, are heavy laden and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn and learn from me for i am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light so uh, yeah if you're not in God, if you don't know God, you would never know the true peace of God. And when we give our burdens to God, all the trauma and all the hatred, all the unforgiveness, all the cares of this world, we won't be so depressed and in our own head. I do understand that even pastors get depressed. They get heavy laden, uh, heavy hearted, so no one is above being depressed. I guess to me, it's all in how we handle it. 
and and I think I said that um, a few minutes ago. Uh, it's all in how we handle it. Um, uh, 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 everybody, everybody's mind is different. Uh, some days I feel depressed, but when I spend time with God, whether it's reading the Bible or singing a worship song, it always makes me feel better. Uh, two months ago, I just I discussed Cult of Chucky. I don't know if you guys listened to that discussion or not, but uh, I um, I discussed Cult of Chucky. And that movie deals with mental illness as well. Um, and for that movie, I wrote down the scripture, uh, Jonah 2, 5, and 7. Um, because it sounds like what someone with mental health issues would be going through. And that scripture reads, The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. But then here comes God in the message. And he says, uh, it goes on, on to say, yet you brought me out. Uh, yeah, yet you brought me up, my life from the pit. Yeah, you brought up my life from the pit. Oh, Lord, my God, when my life was sinking away, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you and to your holy temple. So, guys, when when we go to God, he, he hears us. He will heal our he he will heal our broken hearts, our heavy hearts, our traumatized hearts, our abused hearts. We just have to try him and trust him. And that, that that's all I got. <laughs> uh, um, uh, let's see. I think, you know what? Let me go. Let me go to, to another break. And uh, I'll get you guys' opinion on, on uh, how it pertains to the Bible and your opinions. Let me take one little break. One more, this will be the last break. And we'll be uh, right back. All right, Warriors, we are back. And um, well, uh, Richard, do you have any opinion on how it could, and I know for for you, you uh, read the um, the Torah. So, um, is there anything in the Torah that um, you would um, you think? Actually, earlier to earlier today, I was trying to find something, any mm -hmm. anything. You know, Torah. What what does the Torah say about mental illness? And and I, I, I and I found this. Um, there is, it's not a, an actual quote from the Torah. It's just part of an article that mm -hmm. I was reading. It says, there is little direct discussion of mental illness in the Bible, though some have suggested that various biblical figures, most notably King David, may have suffered from depression. Mm -hmm. In the Bible, madness, in quotes, is described in several places as a form of divine punishment. Mm. In Deuteronomy, 
Um, I have no idea how to pronounce this. Uh, Shigon? Mm-hmm. It's spelled S-H-I-G-A-O-N. Shigon. Shigon. Okay. okay, thanks. And uh, antecedent? Am I pronouncing that right? Uh, antecedent for the common Yiddish expression mashugana, or crazy, mm-hmm. is one of the forms of divine retribution for those who don't heed the word of God. Later in that section, God says that the Jewish people will become Meshuggah after a foreign people steals their crops and abuses them. Mm. And the, the, the article just goes on and on. It's going to take all night. Right, right. My gosh, I'm going to have to read that article. I had I, no yeah, idea. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay. It sounds interesting. Will you put it in the messenger? Yeah, put it on the group, in the group chat. Sure. Yeah, and Richard. I'm sorry. I said I was the only non-Christian. I apologize. <laughs> that, right? that was an oversight. I apologize. <laughs> well, uh, Mick, do you have a um, opinion on how it could pertain to the Bible? If you don't, you don't have to answer the question at all. Well, I I didn't really put a whole lot of thought into that. You know, I'm sure if I dug deep into it, I could probably find some kind of some kind of symbolism or whatever, but oh yeah, well, I really don't have. I really can't follow up on much of what you and Richard have already said. So, or, right. Well, in my opinion, we went deep enough into it anyway. So, <laughs> but uh, and uh, Allison, I'll I'll ask you, hun. I know you probably don't have anything, but you know, I gotta well, ask what you said. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Well, uh, I mean, I mean, all in all, this movie is just so very heavy. I mean, it, it might be just as heavy as It Follows or Hereditary, because Hereditary is, is heavy with the mental yeah. health, you know. Yeah. So, uh, Richard, I, I think you should watch Hereditary at least once. I, I, I watched it once and once was enough. For Please me. do report back as soon as possible. I need to know all of your thoughts. <laughs> yes, yes. Let Allison know uh, how you liked it. Uh, I, I, I once was enough for me. I can't. I just can't. With horror movies like this, uh, like even Smile, I can't really. Like I said, I was. I mean, it just boggled my mind so that I could only watch it once per day this week. Yeah, and like Hereditary is not something that's not a rewatcher. I mean, it is if I have like a friend that hasn't seen it yet, I'm like, oh yeah, we're doing this. But right, right. It does not bring me joy to watch that movie. Um, no, no. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, gonna have to watch, I'm gonna have to watch it before I listen to any of spoilers. Yeah, yeah, don't we spoil it? Yeah, oh uh, yeah, we spoiled <laughs> that thing to death on our <laughs> on the podcast. So, so that's, yes, that's watch I told it. Friends first. of mine earlier, Trace, they want they they want to hear this show uh-huh and a few of them haven't seen it yet mm-hmm. and i was like well don't listen to the you know watch the movie then listen, yes right be yes because there's the going to be spoilers and i and before every podcast i always forget to say spoiler alert <laughs> i always forget to say that so um yeah uh, we spoiled the movie on this oh, yeah. podcast oh, yeah. guys like big time but um but yeah uh i mean it it is just a heavy 
duty movie. And I knew that this was gonna this discussion was gonna get deep. I knew it. I just knew yeah, it. Yeah, watching yeah, it said this afternoon. I was saying when this afternoon after watching it, I was like, we're gonna have an interesting conversation tonight. After I finished watching last night, I'm just sitting there for like 10, 15 minutes. It's like I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I saw Latrice put it up, I said, I'm jumping on this one. I got things to say. That's yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, let me go on to the five fun facts here. Um, and these are all interesting, guys. Um, the first fun fact is, and let me tell you, I did not expect to get a lot of fun facts because the movie is fairly new. It came out last year. So I, I didn't, but there's a lot of fun facts. Um, the first fun fact I have is um, the smiles in the film are all natural and not enhanced with visual effects. The studio even asked if they could be tweaked, but Parker Finn, the director, uh, stuck to his guns as he wanted them to be grounded in their creepiness. I'm glad you chose that. I am too. Yeah, it worked. It did. <laughs> Yeah, if if those smiles had been enhanced, but you know, makeup or God forbid CGI, I, I don't think it would have been effect, as as effective. Right. All right. My fun fact number two is the film was originally titled <laughs> "There's Something Wrong with Rose" before being renamed before being renamed Smile. I think they made a good. Why decision? <laughs> I don't think anybody would have went to go see there's something wrong with Rose. No. I don't think so. I don't think they yeah. Mm. And it didn't fit. It didn't fit the narrative. No. Not really. Um my fun fact number three is um writer and director Parker Finn. So he wrote and directed this um uh, movie. Uh, uh, he wanted to use practical effects and CG to enhance or sweeten or bridge the gap when something isn't possible practically. Okay. Um, my fun fact number four is it was important for um, Parker Finn to, uh, to take the tragedy from Rose's childhood and hang it as like a black cloud over over her head from beginning to end. I don't know why that was so important to him. Well, I guess it was to let us know about the headspace that she was in, maybe. Right. And my fun thing members five is smile received mostly positive reviews from critics who praised the visuals themes and sophie bacon's performance but criticized its jump scares and plot similarities to it follows and the ring it was a box office success huh i said what did we say we all had yeah, yeah, we, all, yeah, yeah. we all said it yep, yep. 
and it was a box office success, grossing $216 million worldwide against a $17 million budget. Nice, Hence, part two is coming out. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh gosh. Well, we would move on to the cast and crew that has passed on, but because this movie, you know, is so new, there are no deaths. So, and, and believe me, I looked it up. There's no deaths. I was just going to say that I'll be amazed if anybody is uh, passed on. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep, I, I would have been too. I would have been like, what? Um, <laughs> well, uh, let's see. Now we move on to my grouper's reaction. This uh, should be good. Yeah, yeah, I got quite I read, a few. I read some of them. This should be good. I got quite a few, and um, I'm going to read off three. I'm going to read off three. Um, the first one I'll read off is Mr. Ka- uh, Paul Calcott. He says, I really didn't care for this movie at all. He said, I went in expecting and it follows kind of fun, spooky movie and got a really depressing treatise or treatise on suicide and addiction. I made the mistake of watching this with my daughter thinking it was going to be fun and creepy and it wasn't at all what I was expecting. Well, he got the creep factor. Uh, and, um, and Kelly Dunsmore, who was supposed to be on this uh, podcast tonight, uh, she had something come up. Um, but um, she she said to Paul Kalkoff, she um, actually commented under his comment. And she said, I agree 100%. She said, I do think it's a good metaphor for mental health. But, and this is a spoiler report, uh, spoiler alert. She says, what a effing depressing ending. I've suffered from depression before, and it does make you feel like you're crazy and all alone. And that's just it. She loses at the end, and the cycle continues. It's too much for me. I watch horror to escape. (laughs) Uh, And now I wish Kelly was on here so she could uh, explain her stance. (laughs) Yeah, it's a shame she couldn't be here. Yeah. Uh, okay. I am going to read off um, another um, um, uh, I'll read off Christy Eskew-Mort because I know Christy actually works or she either used to work or she does work in this particular field. Um, she says, uh, and this is Christy Eskew Morris. She says it was very different. She thought I thought it was super creepy, and I love that the effects were mostly practical. Uh, I felt like it had a lot to say about mental health. I have worked with people in mental health crisis, and it does not matter how loony tunes and sounds to you. What they are experiencing is real to them. I was a bit disappointed in the ending. It was like she realized that she would have to die alone for it to end. But nope, she just had to be clever. So those are the three responses I'm um, reading off. Well, guys, 
we have come to the end of my podcast. I don't have any more questions or no more uh, five, fun, no more fun facts, and uh, nobody has passed on. And um, that was the end of the grouper's reactions. Um, well, three was all I was going to read. So, because <laughs> I have like eighteen comments on there. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I, I, I thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you so much, uh, Allison. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so Thanks much for having me. And Richard, thank you. Mick, thank you. Just I, I I love all of you guys so much. Richard, don't forget to um put the article in the. I did in the okay okay. Well, I I. I I gave you the website and the name of the article. I, for some reason, I couldn't figure out how to make the article itself. Okay, okay. Um, uh, uh, Allison, I meant to um, tell you at the start of the um, podcast that I did see the pictures that you put on the group page. Oh, my goodness. I love that display. Love oh, that. yeah. I'll send it to you guys, too. My friends, um, every year they do the craziest Halloween display. They have... They have the twelve foot skeleton. It's not. I yet love it. Club, but people like stop their cars. Like eat. I went over there. That was one of the errands I had to run before coming on this podcast was to go to their house to drop something off. And there was a car pulling up and parking, and their kids were walking up in their yard. They said at least twenty times a night, people will walk up and take pictures of themselves and like the yard. And uh, yes, you know, they people on our like neighborhood page. The other day they have this big werewolf out right now and the neighbors wrote on there like all right we saw the werewolf because that's new we love the werewolf but where the 12 foot skeleton go we're very concerned about it is it going to come out <laughs> so it's like our little neighborhood like everyone's there was um there was a family who lived about maybe five minutes away from my house and this they had one of those 12 foot skeletons mm-hmm. And he never came out of the front yard. He was there all year round. Of course, Halloween was the you know the big yeah. thing. They even put like a little corn maze in the front yard, oh, that's cute. so the kids, you know, so the neighborhood kids could walk through it. That's but cute. on February, they would put angel wings on him, and he'd be holding a rose for Valentine's Day. Yes. They would make him out to be a leprechaun on St. Patrick's Day. Bunny ears for Easter. I mean, it was hysterical what they did to this thing. We went <laughs> for a few others, like um, during Pride, it was all dressed up and wrapped up because yep. we do um, yep. Northside, where I live in Cincinnati, has a big Fourth of July parade, and they're right on the route, so everyone likes to see that. You know, with June being Pride, they yep. just don't take it down, and people take pictures. And during Christmas, oh, yeah, that, that, yes, I would love to. Oh my up. goodness, I would love it during Christmas. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they're- so we can have like a Mr. and Mrs. Oh. They put, uh, they put an army uniform on on the skeleton for like Veterans Day and Memorial Day, which I thought was kind of cool. I tell you what, man, my my neighbors need to step it up. My goodness, I'm like y'all are boring. My <laughs> across the street neighbor has a big dinosaur. Like where I live in Cincinnati is like probably the weirdest neighborhood. Just a bunch of weird, creative, punk rock or wild people, but they have <laughs> a huge dinosaur like sculpture in their front yard, and every oh, month, like they change its outfit into something that like fits the holiday. So 
we always look out for the dinosaur. But I'll send the pictures if you guys want to see them of their house. Oh there. my gosh, yes! Oh my goodness, and, and put them on put them on the group page too, Allison. Yes, that. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. I am going to decorate my house for Halloween. Um, not that it's nothing fancy. And as a matter of fact, it's lame compared to you know what, what you have. But um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do it on Sunday. But it's just been too hot here. I wanted to do it like at the start of September, but we're still in summer mode. We're still summer here. I'm, I'm so over it. I am so too, Mick. Oh my goodness, I am too. Are you Texas too? Are you both Texas? Yes, yes. Mick is just in, in another part. Uh, what part are you in, Mick? Tyler. Yes, yeah. I, I'm in. Yes, and I'm in Plano, Texas. And, and then New York, right? I'm sorry? Are you in New York? Is that right? Connecticut. Connecticut, okay. I'm, I'm glad it's at least in the right region of the world. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is, uh, fall is finally here, mm -hmm. um, but all, all day long today, it has rained nonstop. Yeah, oh my gosh, did you guys Not see the flood in Jersey? Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, look it up. I'm going, I'm going to New Jersey next week, so this is good. <laughs> I, found this, I found this out now. Yes. I, I mean, they are flooded. They are flooded. Yes. Yeah, uh, Ohio, we're having, it's still like 80-ish here. But we're also like more southern, so I feel like Cincinnati always stays warmer. But right. it should not be 80 right now. That is still okay. I, 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 I feel that same way. I, I don't know how you feel, Mick, but I feel like it should not be 80s. It should be at least 70-something. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like 90, 95 degrees. Yes. Oh. Like, and I swear we reached 100 today. My gosh, I almost fell out waiting for Christopher to come out of class. Yeah. My gosh. But, um, uh, well, guys, um, ne next week I'm going to be discussing Terrifier with oh, uh, <laughs> yes. are you? That movie. Let me tell you something. I I am uh, I'm Facebook friends with the guy who plays Art. Uh huh. Nice guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I have heard the, that the he movie, is. A nice but he guy. does these people is unbelievable. But you get yeah. him out of the makeup, he's a real nice guy. Well, Sue, the, you can say that about most of these actors. This you know, is Rob, Robert this England. Is uh the nicest guy um kane hodder the nicest guy uh tony todd the nicest guy yeah i mean uh and, and you know uh so that does not surprise me one bit that he is um nice that does not surprise me um but yeah yeah i will be discussing that with um david hahn and his wife, Rose Han. Well, no, no, not his wife. I forget. Rose doesn't like clowns. She's terrified of clowns. So it's going to be yeah, David Han. I'm terrified. I, I see what you did there, with <laughs> Good catch. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, uh, it'll be David Han, uh, Chad Hughes, Nathan Dilla, and uh, David's mom, Sherry, Sherry Horn. So yeah, that's who it's gonna be on next. Who, who's gonna be on the podcast next week? Um, 
that listeners if you guys want to join my horror movie warriors group page it is on uh facebook i am on instagram now too, too guys so if you guys want to um you know look at the, I, I mean and what i do on instagram is not what i do on the group page uh what i do on the instagram is just kind of like uh let you guys let you guys know you know what we discussed you know, the Friday before or whatever. And I, and truth be told, I have not posted in an Instagram on Instagram in quite a while. I, I'm going to say it's been like a month or two now that, and it might be three months that I've posted on there, but, um, you guys can go on there and, um, uh, you guys can get caught up with some of the podcasts that we have done. Um, and, uh, well, yeah, that's all she wrote, folks. Uh, until next week when I discuss Terrifier 2, uh, this has been Latrice Carter, Allison Stonewell, Richard Moylan, and McMack. And we will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Uh, right, we're back. And okay, so Richard, uh, <clears throat> how is Smile scary to you? Well, uh, I or I should say, let me rephrase that. I should say, what makes it scary to you? Um, going into the human mind. It's a scary place. It is a scary place. In fact, when, uh, just a minute ago when we were talking about it, um, H.P. Lovecraft, uh, the, the one story, The Call of Thulu, this is how it starts. He says, the most merciful thing in the world, I think, is the inability of the human mind to correlate all its contents. Hmm. I think we had a good attempt here with Smile. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's, it can get scary up here sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now, my, 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 I might, I might start rambling here in a minute, not making much sense, and for that, I, I apologize. But there's a lot to unpack. Um, with this movie. I've a lot. lot. There's a, a lot, lot to unpack. Yeah, yeah, a really. lot. <laughs> um, you know, this, you know, discussions can be made about what is actually going on here. Is this all in Rose's head, or is there actually something out there? that is messing with people's sanity. Yeah. Because you know, we, we, we see the creature entity for um, hell. I'm just going to call him Smiley. That works. Okay. So when, when we actually see Smiley, you know, he goes into Rose's body at the end. And apparently this has been going on for 20 people, I think they said. I think about that, right? So, some, something about that. 20, 20 people, you know, uh, somebody kills himself in front of uh, somebody else and they see a demon and they kill themselves and then so on and so on and so on. So if it's not an entity, what is going on with, you know, the 20 some odd people who have died already? Yeah, that was racking my brain after like watching it's, it. 
I mean, and, and the, the, the power of suggestion, mm-hmm. I think, uh, that can be unbelievably powerful. I mean, uh, you know, uh, people, uh, you know, uh, hypnotists, mm-hmm. you know, um, this, that, it's not quite the same thing, but I've seen, you know, cop shows when they put people under deep hypnosis and they find out that, yeah, they're the serial killer that the FBI is looking for. Yeah. And we've talked about bullying before because we did carry together. You know, if somebody keeps telling you, like if you grow up with a sibling or a parent telling you, like, you're not going to amount to anything. It can just be that right. simple. You're going to get right. that. You're, you're going to think that's who you are and take that with you. Yeah. yeah. And, um, of course, what what happened to Rose when she was a girl was was horrible. Right. I mean, you're, you're not going to get that out of your head anytime soon. No, you're not yeah. going to grow up normal living through something like that right right which you you can make the argument that whatever was going on with rose was all in her head there was no demon but again you got that string of people all have died under similar circumstances right so suggesting that there is an entity so i and i think that's that's a scary thing too did it happen or didn't it Right, yeah. And we're not going to get any answers probably until Smile 2 comes out. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, even if then, because, yeah, that's that's what I was saying the whole time. That's where I kept going back to. I'm like, she's probably just imagining all of this, you know, and she's just mm-hmm. finally but cracked. But that's the thing that kept going me back with all these other people. So how can she be imagining it when all these other people had it? Yeah. Exactly. I, um, yeah. Exactly. And, and, you know, um, for, in my opinion, um, and what makes this movie scary is the trauma. Trauma is scary in real life, you know, so yeah. let alone yeah. in the movies. And, you know, I, I can only imagine that this is what someone who has been traumatized feels, which is hopelessness. You know, uh, feelings of nobody to trust, feeling like you're losing your dang mind. And all of that is so scary to me. Um, yeah, that feeling of being unsafe with no one to go to. Yes, yes. And and here is where, you know, you've got to know. You have to know the person. And I say that because it happened to me. Um, my best friend, Shanae, I've known her since fifth grade. And um, uh, we've been best friends since fifth grade. And um, in 2007, um, she called me up on the phone one day and she said, Sister Tracy, that's my nickname, Tracy. She said, Tracy, I've been, uh, she said, I don't know what's going on with me, but she said, I've been hearing the word devil over and over and over in my head. I said, okay. You know, and at this time, I'm in Detroit, Michigan. She's here in Texas. She lived here in Texas before I even came down here. And um, 
and she said she's like she said i don't know what's going on she said i i, I just and she started to cry and i started to think i said well i know my best friend and at this time i'm 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 christian right i'm christian i'm a christian woman and so well it fell in my spirit that it was the lord actually calling her out of that of the life that she was living not that it was bad it wasn't a bad life that she was living but Sinead was not a woman of faith she did not uh i'm not gonna say that she didn't but she was like you allison i think she was a lot like you it wasn't that she didn't believe but she didn't she just didn't think about stuff like that yeah i don't think it's We'll tell your story, but yeah. Yeah, and 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 she um. So when she was telling me, you know, different things that that were going that were going on, and I asked her to write it down for me, but she's been so busy, <laughs> so she probably forgot. Because there's certain things that I don't even remember, but I do remember her telling me that she, you know, she was hearing things and. You know, she was, um, and she thought that she was losing her mind. And her mother thought that she was losing her mind. But I told her, I said, I calmed her down. I said, Shanae, I think this is God. I think this is the Lord telling you or trying to tell you something. And it was, it was God trying to tell her something. And uh, it, and uh, and she didn't run from it. And when she didn't, uh, when she didn't run from it, and when she, when her mother knew that she wasn't crazy, that she wasn't going crazy, that this was the Lord calling her. That was when she just surrendered her life to Christ, and she's been a Christian ever since. Ever since, and uh, she hasn't had any mental health issues at all so that is how you know i that's why i was like well how you should know her sister if you know your sister you're gonna want to help her in any way shape or form you know and 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 that can be scary um to think that you're losing your mind so that's how I, that's why i think that um that is kind of it's scary to to uh, and i really do believe that this movie was uh we were meant to feel that confusion we were meant to feel that um um wonky type of feeling that type of feeling where you're like oh you know where you uh they have those things where you're like dizzy in the head you know uh, yeah the kid the camera angles that start out normal uh, and yeah then upside down or vice versa yeah, yeah. It, it, and and and, it, and they did their jobs <laughs> they did their job that that's for sure 
and 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 yeah and now i'm rambling i'm sorry <laughs> but uh uh, uh allison what were you gonna say hon you're gonna say something oh nothing i was just yeah i don't identify as christian i think i've told this about a few times on this podcast yes ma'am yes ma'am not believe in a higher power i just don't go about it the same way i guess but it's yeah. not that I'm anti anything. I'm not against oh, anything. Oh, right, right. Against people who use their theology for hate and to bring other people down. That right. That that, that it, and girl, I I I I totally agree with you there. It's like yes. why use it for hatred? That's yeah. You don't weaponize your faith. Like yeah, that, that bothers me. But exactly. I just, so yeah, you know, it's not that I don't believe in something bigger. I just don't follow the Christian path to get there. I guess. Right, and, and see, that's how that's how my best friend Shanae was. She was yeah, like but that it's too. Not that I don't like think about it. You know, like it's not like that. Like I still want to be a nice person. I'm gonna try. Oh yeah, well. yeah. I work a job that is helping people that are in horrible situations. You right, know? right. I don't think about those things. So just because you don't identify as christian does not mean that you are living a path of life that is like selfish and hateful and right right well that's that's not my intent and i would never think that about other people either right right it's not like i'm like oh f that you know or anything like that it's just it hasn't been exactly experience that has been positive or good for me and so i believe in something bigger right i don't necessarily believe in the same way that christians do right i also believe that there is a everyone believes in something bigger than us like you'd be silly not to i i think so too i i and i um i deal i i believe this with all my heart i believe that everybody wants to believe in something bigger yeah, I think everybody and, does. Yeah, so it's not about you know living this hateful life. It's not like right, that. right. I oh like, no, I I did no. And like one non-Christian on this a lot, so I just want to clarify. Right, <laughs> I am a nice person. Oh my goodness, Allison is the best person. As a matter of fact, I want to tell you something, and this fell in my spirit. I was going to message you, um, Allison um because um it fell in my spirit to tell you this earlier to message you this earlier you are very much so loved ma'am and and you matter what you do matter thank you don't make me cry (laughs) hey you guys made me cry on the it follows um podcast darn it Do you listen to it? We get, we get. Yes, yes. Deeper than expected. I was like, "Whoa, this is getting, this is getting heavy." <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, but yeah, yes. I, I, I just have to tell you that because I, 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 I did. I, I, I was gonna message you, but I say, you know what? I'm going to wait until we do the podcast to tell it. <laughs> It. thank you you are welcome ma'am you are so welcome 
uh, and, and what brought that on though was, uh, and I, I'm getting, uh, I am getting sidetracked right now. I do, I, I do uh, um, apologize, but right. I, I was watching a um, movie on YouTube, and I, I'll share it on on the um, group page too. Uh, it, it's not a scary movie or anything. It's actually very uplifting. And it was the, uh, I don't know if you guys know of her or not, but it's, um, her name was Loretta, oh gosh, Loretta Claiborne. And she's a special ed runner. And um, uh, uh, I forget this woman's name, but she she played um, a social worker um, that, uh, that dealt with, um, that dealt, dealt with special kids. Okay. And and in the movie, she was advocating for Loretta, just advocating, and, and she was so, you know, she was so strong. She was a white woman, and Loretta is a black woman. She's a um, she was um, a runner, uh, for track and fields for the Special Olympics. And as I'm watching this movie, all I could see was Allison. I saw Allison's face. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This is what Allison does. <laughs> now, I, I, I usually, we, like, from our position, we typically work more with, like, the parents. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, the kids, you know, like, we're, we're typically helping the parents who unfortunately got their kids taken to like get them to a space for reunification like that's our right. goal at the end, is for these kids to hopefully you know who would ever want to wish that a parent would not get sober or not get out of a dangerous situation like you should right. always want a family to reunify if it's able to happen so that's exactly. kind of, thankfully I work at an, an agency that has that mindset and doesn't hold people in negative spaces and does believe, you know, right. People wants to be judged for the worst thing we've ever done. That does not define us. We can always learn and do better. That's right. That's right. And that's why I, it, you matter. Um, Allison. Yeah. What you do matters. That, that is, that is so great. I, um, awesome. I said earlier, I used to work with high school age kids that have uh, physical and or mental disabilities. Mm -hmm. And there was one kid that I used to work one on one with. And when I started working with him, um, he, uh, his, his worker was very straight laced, you know, very by the book, you know, not deviating from his IEP or whatever, you know, it's just very mm -hmm. straight laced, very serious. And then I come along and I started making things fun for this kid. Mm. This is a kid who he begged me to take him to see Revenge of the Sith <laughs> in 2005. I'd seen it already and I was telling the, you know, the group because we have a group and he's like, Rick, take, take me to see it. I was like, what? And he goes, yeah. I said, Mike, don't you, I said, don't, don't you want your mom to take you? He's like, no, I want you to take me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Check with your worker, check with your mom. If it's okay with them, I'll do it. 
and he checked. He got permission, and I took him to see Revenge of the Sith. Yay! Yeah. So a short time after that, I I left. I I, I left the uh, the the center where I was working because uh, uh, Michelle was pregnant with Jonah and she was commuting from Utica to Albany in New York and bottom up we had to move. Mm-hmm. And after Jonah was born, we took him uh, we took him back to where I used to work to show him off. You know, I'm a new dad. I'm showing off my kid. Mm-hmm. And I, as it turns out, this kid that I worked one-on-one with was not getting along with his new uh, worker. Mm. And, and I said, you know, what, what's going on with that? And they said, well, we sat him down. And, and before I go any further, I just want to say, I kind of, I, I kind of wondered if I meant anything to these kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I, uh, I I just see it. How did I do? You know, mm-hmm. did I make a difference for these kids? Mm-hmm. And so they sat him down and said, Mike, why aren't you getting along with your worker? You know what this kid said? He's not Rick. <laughs> and I'll, I'm not ashamed to admit this. I started crying. Oh yeah, yeah. You I would too. I made a difference yeah. for this kid. Yeah. You did. You treated him as a person and didn't define yep. by his yep. disability. And I got to mm-hmm. tell you that that group of kids that I worked with, they opened my eyes, man. They opened That's my awesome. eyes. Yeah. That's awesome. It yeah. is awesome. They're human, just yes. like everybody yes. else. Isn't that the best? Like I hear that at work all the time because I'm basically the first people, like the person, the first person the parents have to meet when they're coming to do visitation services with us. Yeah. And whenever they leave, I've had people like hug me and they're like, oh my gosh, I was so scared to come here because I didn't know what to expect. And like, you were you were the first person to have treated me like an actual person instead of just the thing I did. Like you actually right. met me. Right. And right. Like, it's amazing when people tell you that. And I always tell them too, like, I don't read referrals. I have no idea why you're here. I don't know why your kids were taken. It's none of my business. I don't need to know that to do my part of the job right now. Right. I don't want to know that before I meet people because I have my own micro biases, right? Like if I know something that maybe is forgivable to my own mind, like I wouldn't be given fair services to this person because I would be judging them out the gate. And I don't want to do that either. Like Right. You don't want to judge. Yeah. No. I don't yeah. want to know what it was. I don't need to know. And I don't want that to define you because that's not fair to you. Right. Like, I just meet you for who you are. But, yeah, Rick, like, when that My happens, God. when you yeah. know that, like, you actually made them feel like an actual person and didn't just, like, define them off their disability. Right. That's, that's huge. That is huge. Yeah, I mean, we all matter. All of us, you know. So, and, and I have no idea why I got sidetracked. <laughs> but I did. Well, no, I think this is relevant to the movie, to be honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It, I guess so. Yeah, because um, if they would have just asked Rose what was going on, yeah, you know, she maybe she wouldn't have been able to tell them, you know, so in so many words, but she could say, well, and she did. She she said something as following me following me i'm cursed or something either i'm either the 
that girl did something to me or something whatever was what was going on with her is going on with me now and you know but if somebody would have just listened yeah because that's why i didn't like nothing worse than someone not listening yeah exactly yeah and even her therapist in my opinion was not a good therapist she was just very i don't know sterile she felt very sterile to me yeah to me it it just felt like she was very robotic Mm -hmm. i agree Yeah. yeah so well, well, now I, I am at my last question. <laughs> How this smile, smile pertains to the Bible? I feel like we went deep enough, but um, <laughs> uh, but um, I, I'll go first for this, guys. Um, I was reading through, um, I was reading through a lot of scriptures for this movie, and um, I did come across um, a, 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 I came across a scripture for the solution for hopelessness and the scripture is Matthew 11 28 to 30 and it says come to me all who labor and are heaven uh, are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light so uh, yeah if you're not in god if you don't know god you would never know the true peace of god and when we give our burdens to god all the trauma and all the hatred all the unforgiveness all the cares of this world we won't be so depressed and in our own head i do understand that even pastors get depressed they get heavy laden uh heavy hearted so no one is above being depressed i guess to me it's all in how we handle it and and i think i said that um a few minutes ago uh it's all in how we handle it um uh uh, uh everybody everybody's mind is different uh some days i feel depressed but when i spend time with god whether it's reading the bible or singing a worship song it always makes me feel better uh two months ago i just i discussed Cult of Chucky. I don't know if you guys listened to that discussion or not, but uh, I um, I discussed Cult of Chucky, and that movie deals with mental illness as well. Um, and for that movie, I wrote down the scripture uh, Jonah two five and seven um, because it sounds like what someone with mental health issues would be going through, and that scripture reads. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. But then here comes God in the message. And he says, 
yet, uh, it goes on, on to say, yet you brought me out. Uh, yeah, yet you brought me up. My life from the pit. Yeah, you brought up my life from the pit. Oh, Lord, my God. When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came to you and to your holy temple. So, guys, when when we go to God, he, he hears us. He will heal our, he, he will heal our broken hearts, our heavy hearts our traumatized hearts, our abused hearts. We just have to try him and trust him. And that, that that's all I got. <laughs> uh, um, uh, let's see. I think, you know what? Let me go. Let me go to, to another break. And uh, I'll get you guys' opinion um, on uh, how it pertains to the Bible and your opinions. Let me take one little break, one more. This will be the last break, and we'll be uh, right back. 